Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. to the Bitcoin podcast episode number 259. I am your first host, Marcello. And I'm host number two, D. Host number three, Dr. Corey Petty. Also, if you didn't know, the intro music is from Lamont Landers. You go check them out. That's right. It's good stuff. Welcome to the Bitcoin podcast. They're on Showtime Bitcoin with Apollo. Podcast. Yeah, uh, so, uh, what'd you say, Chelo? They're on Showtime at the Apollo. And they got a standing ovation twice. Dude, if you watch their videos on YouTube and you like, you start listening to me, you start talking. It's like, hey, we're back. This is so and so, so and so, so and so. The keyboards. Gonna play some music for you. And they start singing. You're like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so funny. They don't know anything about cryptocurrency, so we told them to ad lib, and they're like, just three guys. They know about Bitcoin. They sing the news, and they got a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we were like, that's perfect. <laughs> That's exactly what we want. <laughs> Talking about Bitcoin. Yeah. It's like, did you write this shit on the toilet? Yeah. He's serious. Yeah. Should have had Cello oh, make uh, Cello make the make the lyrics like he did for that that uh smooth jazz session we used to have. Yeah, that was the peak yeah. of my songwriting skills. That was that it's that's such a good entrance. <laughs> Remember when we spent an entire Saturday afternoon remixing T Pain songs with crypto lyrics? <laughs> and then never did anything with that? No, Damn it. Yeah. Oh man. Anyways. Oh, welcome back to the Bitcoin Podcast. So for the new listeners, uh, we're not going to talk about Bitcoin. So I don't know what you signed in for. No. <laughs> you don't know what you signed uh, up for. Yeah. Um, we are going to talk you about know Bitcoin. One thing I can say proudly is we've never made our show. We made it approachable, but not noob friendly at the same time, which is kind of paradoxical, right? No, it's, I you think it's mean? like. It's a show for people who are in the space who don't want to be so serious all the time. Yeah. I guess. Which makes it noob friendly, but when noobs start listening, they're probably like, what are they, what does hierarchical determine, what are they talking well, about? Well, that's what the Slack is for, so they can ask questions. Yeah. You, you bitches got funneled. <laughs> a lot of people that's joined hard. on Slack this week, but they didn't talk. A lot, yeah, all like, of them. Yeah, a bunch of signups. I saw a bunch of signups in the emails, and I saw one person say hello, and that's all they said was hello. So start talking, people. Yeah, let's shout them out. We got the Slack open here. Who? Let's see here. We had this week. Oh, my internet's slow. Scrolling hurts my computer. Um. Does anybody else have Slack up? Because my computer is being... Is there uh, like a, Le- a, a Leon and a Leonard? I'm looking at my emails, but I don't know which email I use for this. We are... How many, email, how many email accounts do you guys have? 
not 17 like you. Why Why do you have more than one? I got a... Okay, so oh, I have my boy. old one. Ray Redacted just th- threw up on himself, Chillo. You want to have more than one email to not get SIM hacked. So oh, okay, so your main email and it's not it's not for practicality. It's just not to get hacked. No, that's not the case. It's a separation of 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 like information. Information. So like my 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 main account this is something that kind of secures a lot of things. Um, it's heavily locked down with a bunch of shit, and I have some like ancillary accounts. Like I have maybe like a crypto specific account, and like what I give people when they mm-hmm. when I meet them. And like if I go to crypto conferences, I give them this account. Um, I have a status account, of course. I have a hashing it out account. I have a Bitcoin Opsec. podcast account. OPSEC. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. If oh, you... I mean, we have those too. I thought you, you had I like... Uh, these. these these are the emails that I... Uh, when I do a store yeah. sign up, I, I, I use have that. this one. So did you know that yeah. you can do... This is something that uh, a lot of people don't know in regards to emails, is you can take your email. Like say, say your name is uh, dimteric at gmail.com. Uh, hmm. you could, instead of, so when you sign up, instead of saying like, uh, using that email address, you could, and you say you sign up for GitHub, right? You create a GitHub account. You can sign up with dimteric plus GitHub at gmail.com. It'll still go to dim, dimteric at gmail.com, but it'll be tagged with that specific thing. So you always know it's there. So you can actually do separation of uh specific types of uh services within your own email inbox by using like the tagging system of, of a plus whatever you want to call it right mm, that's kind of sleek a lot of people don't know you can do yeah. that with email but you can SMTP protocol baby it's got a little bit of golden nuggets in it well part of that like so like now that we're on this topic um in terms of like security um there's some I guess recent news. I think we put it out, or we did. We, we spread it, but the Harry from my crypto has been doing a lot of that work on terms of like finding a bunch of stuff and then making reports and and making quality blogs on how he found out and what the issue was. Uh, also, that guy that got what like a hundred thousand dollars stole from his Coinbase via a SIM swap was was running mm-hmm. around the uh, the news cycles this past week. Yep. Um. So. What you should always do, at the very least, especially with your with your email accounts, especially with your email accounts, especially with your email accounts, especially, especially, is to enter two FA and, and and to make sure that your two factor authentication is not SMS. So what that means is that when you log in, it says, "All right, prove that you're you," through some other means. What is that? What is that noise? That's the Inception ball. Say uh, say it again so the terribly. email thing. What? Say the email thing again. Which one? I'm, Especially I'm, with your email. Especially say. with your email. That's such terrible quality. Well, anyway, you know this is a low production show. For <laughs> yeah, you. I don't know what you want from me. It, make sure you have two FA. Use Google Authenticator. Auth is okay as long as you turn off the the phone backup part of it. Um, get a Yubi key. Whatever. Just don't use SMS. And you will drastically increase the security of your accounts. And if you just use 2FA, just at the bare minimum, 2FA on all of your accounts that have that that are that hold important information, your bank account, your your exchange account, uh, Coinbase, Coinbase. 
but specifically your email. Because what happens with most of these online custodial services or whatever you're using to do on the internet is that when you click forgot password, they send you an email. And so if someone can find a way to get to your email, then they can basically take over everything else. <laughs> so, Are we in the infancy of email? Because it just seems really retarded. No, we're on the infancy of authentication. Um, it's, it's like this ongoing battle of how you authenticate, especially with the way the internet has progressed. Um, it's a lot of companies, even large, large corporations, are going with this idea of, um, I guess, deperimeterization or zero trust or um, edge authentication. or There's all kinds of stupid names for it. But basically, the concept is um, just because something gets inside your firewall, you still don't trust it. So in the process of redesigning um, their infrastructure, they're basically making every single little surface authenticate itself. And so the question is like, what's the best way to do this? How do you authenticate yourself? And kind of the best way is to have multi-factor authentication. Everything you, everything that you want to do or everything that you interact with has to be authenticated based on whatever that risk is. You don't just have this like wall around your, your castle. And if someone gets inside that wall, you can do whatever the hell they want because that's not necessarily true. I guess the, uh, the analogy that I, that I heard when I was listening to this podcast is, not this podcast, different podcast, is uh, you get into a bar, you go to a bar, and in order to get into the bar, you have to talk to the bouncer and he checks your ID and says, cool, gives you a stamp, whatever, right? And you get into the bar, you're inside the bar, and you go walk up to the, bar, walk up to the bar and order a drink, and then the drink doesn't care that you're in the bar. He's also going to ask for your ID in order to get a, a drink. And that's mm. kind of the general idea is that like if you, if you if there's something that's important that you need to make sure that you're that's required for your service, you authenticate at that point. And most of the time, the way the internet works right now, that flows through email. So make sure you lock down your email. Don't. So then, what if it didn't flow through email and it flowed through a per se, if you will, perhaps. A token it can and so like that's what i think what's <gasps> interesting about a lot of, a lot of this crypto stuff is that we're playing with new ways of authentication uh like json web tokens is a is a thing that actually happens on the back end of uh services when you log in so like say what happens you log into we'll say you log into coinbase right and you close your window but you bring your window back up and maybe a couple hours later but you're still logged in how does that work authentication json web tokens so what happens, and it may be something similar to that, but usually it's JSON web tokens. Uh, what happens is that you, you, the first time you log in, you authenticate yourself, you do your 2FA, get out your Google, Google uh, authenticator, push in the button, whatever's on there, whatever that shit is, right? And then you're, you're let in. And once you're let in, you're granted a basically a time-based token that's only good for so long that gets stored inside your web browser. So instead of re-going through authentication, it just checks your web browser and it's like, oh, you've been here before. You have the right token. You're, you can come back. And that only works for a specific amount of time. I've always wondered how that worked. Thank you for clearing that up for me, Dr. Betty. Yeah. And so like, there, I think crypto has some interesting things that it can do, um, especially because the majority of the good things about crypto is uh, usable cryptography. So like we've pushed the boundaries on making digital signatures, dig, digital signatures usable. Mm -hmm. 
which can be used everywhere, right? That's just like the way you do SSH over a computer, that's done through public and private key pairs. The way you do a lot of authentication on a computer is done through public and private key pairs. Um, it's it could be just making it better, I think, through making it useful for money. Mm. For some reason, when you say public and private key pair, I can only think about a champagne room. And I know that's, that's nothing to do with what you're talking about. I don't know where you about, get that. How do you get that? Well, because it's there? a public area, but it's a private area inside of a public area. You know? And there's no sex. No sex in the champagne room. But sorry, I, was, my uh, mind wandered. That song got extra popular for a little bit. Yeah, I think Chris Rock was just as surprised as everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> a Sagittarius. What did he say? The, my favorite part was like horoscopes. Uh, Sagittarius, you're gonna die. Oh, yeah. Virgo, <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna die. die. <laughs> Gemini, you're gonna die. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail what you're talking about, Corey. That's cool. I was done. Uh, Lock down your email account and whatever services else you have with 2FA. Yeah. If, you, if you're real paranoid, if you got a bunch of money and stuff, either put your crypto on a hardware wallet, there's a bunch of them out there that are good, or, and none of them are paying us to say their names, so we're not going to. Um, yeah. Or, um, what was that last thing I wanted to say in regards to this? Oh, yeah. Get a YubiKey. If you're paranoid about your accounts, get a YubiKey or some other Don't hardware Don't get a YubiKey. They're not paying us either. It doesn't Do matter. Your own research. It doesn't matter. They're the yes. best. They're the best. It's, it's uh, our security. Way. We're not going to tell you how unless they sponsor yeah. us. That's, that's the way we roll now. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my life. I like this mustard. What's it called? Not telling you unless they pay me. Pay me. Uh... <laughs> Just oh, tell you what I like. I have an interesting point. Uh, I I let uh, Corey know I don't use MetaMask, and I think he was taken aback. And I wanted to look at the larger picture on that. Is would it be surprising if general people didn't use DApps, didn't use trading token services, didn't use you know. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Extensions in their browser related to crypto, or are most people just uh, hoarding acorns and Coinbase and waiting for the all-time high. Most people are like that. I was surprised most you people. don't. Like it's like the easiest thing in the world to like. I- I'm surprised in in the process of of having this podcast, you haven't wanted or needed to interact with any sort of web application that needed crypto. No, none. It's never come up. Well, Cachello what are you doing? In, he only dabbles in shit tokens, so he wouldn't have. Yeah, but what were you doing? What were you using in your in your shit token days? Well, shit was, tokens I wasn't using use MetaMask. Tron doesn't use MetaMask. No, so I was just, just buying on Binance. I was just keeping. So you're basically you're you're keeping everything on exchange for most of the yeah. time, or then moving it to some wallet when you were done with whatever you were doing. No, I never moved it to a wallet. Oh. That's the oldest trick in the book. Tell everyone in the world, don't keep it on exchange, but keep it on an exchange. They'll never look for you. Well, it wasn't like a, a massive significant amount for Cello. It was just yeah, no, no, it, it was just it was just play money. But um, and I, I mean, I was looking into it, and I was like, well, what is the turnover rate of MetaMask? I think they had like two point seven million either transactions oh, a, or users. Actually on, it was on Reddit. It's like today. They just reported oh, a bunch of. Uh, statistics on their use over the past quarter i think let me find it It was really interesting well it turned your browser into a a a web3 enabled browser 
That's it. Yeah. It's, it's that simple. Well, the thing is, is why would you need MetaMask if you have Brave, which is Web3 enabled from Jump? Oh, no, it's not. So It's not? Brave has a bat wallet. It does not give you access to the generalized Web3 environment. So I you still need store... MetaMask. It used, to be, it used the... to be built in. When they switched over to their Chrome base, Chromium base, you now have to add it as an extension. So what's the incentive uh, of using a bat browser if you don't want bat? Would you just not use it? Uh, it no, gets rid of your ads. Yeah, it gets rid of ads. Automatically. It's got, it's got a built-in I mean, ad blocker, so you can. That's it, an extension. But the, how is that a selling point? I can just get Firefox with a ad blocker. Yep. They've got to have. They got to have more than that. You can. Got, you you know, can view ads for Bat. <laughs> it needs to be more than that. Is that is that really what people are saying is so revolutionary about Brave? Come on. Uh, they're having it built in. I think the next extension that they have, they just announced it, is the ability to tip individual so if you're on twitter you can tip individual people there we go that's uh, that's what so we like it's just that if you're if you're using twitter on brave you can just tip people in, in their comments it's just that's built cool. in and so people who are like and, and, and they do that through all of the other social media things you can do that on youtube i think you can do that on twitch um, so as a content creator if you sign up through brave then people like if, if you just make content people who are also viewing your content through brave can tip you directly and there's nothing that they need to do other than use Brave. And the and the URL that status generated for that link, is that is that the easiest it's ever going to be? Do what? Because that wasn't that wasn't an easy link. It wasn't like status.im slash depository or whatever it is that what we have to look at. Oh, that oh that's that's a, that's like an alpha software we're building. That's we're not that's not public. But is it is it common knowledge that you need MetaMask to open a link like that? Um, like how do we, how would people know? Because when you, you click know, on it, it I'm says. I'm actually curious why you couldn't open it because that was just an IPFS link. Your your browser should be able to handle that based on um, how we set it up. Well, a uh, uh, prompt interplanetary came up. file system. Oh, the prompt came up, then yeah, you need MetaMask, and so that, yeah, I think that's normal. But that's also like the point of that DAP, which was uh, what what Chell is referring to, is I put the alpha software of a multi-signature wallet that that Status is working on for other things that we're working on, and it's a great it's a great multi-signature wallet. It's a new, like I said, it's a better UI for handling multi-sigs, um, and we're using it for other things, and it will be eventually just a part of our application or a DAP you view within the Status application, and you don't need anything for that. You just it's like you just push it on the on the phone and it works. But if you want to view it through a browser, like your browser isn't built to look at things that require crypto. And for this, if you want to access a multi-signature wallet and sign transactions, that you need something that can that can inject itself and do that. And that's what MetaMask does is basically say, like your internet explore your, your internet goes to your browser goes to some web page and the web page is like, Hey, I need a transaction sign. And MetaMask like, ah, don't worry about it, bro. I got this. It picks it up from there. Mm. But when I clicked the link, I would never have known what no. the error was unless Corey would have said something. Yeah. But like anyone who's going to that thing would know based on like uh, when, when it's actually, de- when, it, when, it's, no, I'm saying, when it's deployed, it'll be, <laughs> it'll be deployed in such a way where like it, it'll, it'll inform you appropriately. Alpha software doesn't supposed to do that, but I guarantee you 90% of the people on our Slack have MetaMask installed, if not more. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I keep a GPP. 
<laughs> got to keep that got to keep that view fresh um so on other things global coin how do you guys feel about that oh i haven't looked at it i don't know what yeah, it, I haven't, I haven't what's the it. point what does it do for those that don't know global coin is facebook's implementation of a crypto right why do people keep thinking that you can have look man I'm going to get together a team of slayers. This private blockchain shit has got to go. There it is. It's got to go. Let me guess. Every global coin conversation on the internet just talks about how shit coin Facebook is. They're probably not even talking about the coin. I have no idea. But what I do know is that that's not a cryptocurrency. That is a database that you put a really tight password on and giving it to one person. And then so-called backed it with the giant pile of United States dollars. Yeah, then there was that story about how Zuckerberg called up the Winklevite. And that didn't happen. There's no way the Winklevite would take that phone call. Maybe they did. Maybe they all I'm went so, out and I had a blast. Stuff. I haven't read anything about it. I haven't read anything about it but headlines. But what I can tell you is Facebook wants to relaunch a cryptocurrency. Facebook has the money and they're the perfect company if you were a government entity and wanted a whole bunch of information on the populace to say, yeah, you can go on ahead and launch your cryptocurrency Facebook. You got 6 billion users a year coming in there from all over the world. We definitely want you to launch a cryptocurrency. I don't understand companies that start out doing one thing and then that thing fizzles out, so they're going to try to pivot into VR and AI and crypto. Well, what, like, what he's doing is he's trying to look at the future landscape of technology and make a bet on what he thinks is going to take over. So he thought, like, they, he invested in a lot in VR and AR because he thought that was going to take over. So he wanted to corner that market if it did. I don't Right. Well, he, needs may, to, but... he needs to sell Facebook and start something else then because people are always going to associate facebook no matter what he's investing in with like cat photos and updating your grandma on what you're doing in life. maybe you want to do that in vr you don't know <laughs> i don't know maybe i don't but it's not like myspace went out of business and then they oh we have a fleet of taco trucks now myspace tacos I'm like no like just go away like get rid of the name and start over it's it's you're not big. gonna have facebook this way facebook too big that. there's no reason for him to start over he, just, he has but, he has like this all this momentum and it's almost like it's so ridiculously big that he could be caught doing a bunch of crazy shit and people still use the platform. Yeah. But the reputations took a hit over the years, though. Yeah, so what? Grandma's still it using it. It took a hit with people our age, but people like older than us don't give, any, don't give two shits. I'm saying people even as old as, what are we? We're in our early 30s. People in their mid to late 30s are still on the Facebook titty. Yeah, but he's, 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 he's going after revolutionary technology, which is a young person game. Well, he's trying to get us back into his game. Ain't working. Not for Cello. Right. Uh-uh. He sees through that. Yeah. No. Cello's tired of your baby photos, which there needs to be like national, national. Every Saturday morning, like clockwork, 30,000 baby photos is what I get when I look at Facebook. Oh, I don't even, how get, often? On, I don't even get on Facebook anymore. It's, don't, I, was about, don't, I, was about do ask, I was about to ask Corey how often he uses Facebook. And it's like such a weird thing in society where private pictures aren't private. What happened to a photo album? Like your family comes together and then they look at the photo album together as a family. It's 2020. Like, I don't want to see your photo album. I get it. Like I don't you don't want to see my family. I don't want to see your family. Get a photo album. Share it like a family. 
Like the yeah, way we, the I still make photo albums. You do? Yeah. Do you scrapbook too? No, well, I actually use a very uh, evolutionary way to okay, do it. So it, it, could, it could take all of it okay, can take all of your. <laughs> go ahead. Well, I'm saying like I, I don't print out. I don't go to Walmart to the one hour photo. I'm saying that you can download your your feeds and, and into like uh, tangible books. So it's like a one click make a photo album. Can but it's good to have. I mean, you, you make. I'd say like based on the quality of the work that you do, it's probably it probably looks good. But is this something anyone can do? You're a graphic designer, so like, of course, the shit you do looks good. Yeah, I mean, you go to you can import your Instagram feed and have like one photo per page. But it's just one of those things where like, I don't want to rely on the cloud to upload my entire family's, you know, timeline. I rather have it, you know, on the shelf. You, you ever look at that stuff? No, but if there was a fire, <laughs> I would grab it. I know it's there because you might want to look at it later. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it'll be valuable twenty years from later now. when they're like teenagers. Like, look how stupid you were when you were young. Yeah, look like at we, your we stupid took, face. We, we took really expensive family photos like a, a couple years ago, but it's not special now. It'll be special thirty years from now because they kind of look the same still. So it's like ah, ah, uh, okay. Maybe that's the racket Maybe. in expensive family photos is that they know you're going to keep it because you paid so much for it. Yeah, that is. We just we just hacked the Gibson on that one. <laughs> but, but so the thing that I'm getting at is that. So I had an Eagle vision many years ago when I was like, oh, Bitcoin doesn't. The thing about Bitcoin that's always that's always going to hurt it is that it takes so thing about sorry. The thing about crypto in general that's going to hurt it is that it's very slow to upgrade in this everything has to move at the speed of light era that we apparently have conditioned ourselves that we live in that's far from the truth but that's the condition that we're in and so all the incumbents need to do is stall the message of crypto long enough so that there's so much noise in the in you know the, the general understanding of what it is that they can get away with saying and doing whatever the hell they want. And surprise, surprise, here we are in 2019. XRP is popular for some reason. Uh, Facebook says they're going to release global coin, and people are head over heels in love with the idea. And I'm like, wait, wait a second. That's not that has, that's who's not people? what this is Who's head over heels in love with this? You don't spend enough time on the internet, Corey. You spend enough to, you, you work on the internet, but you're not like looking at the stuff that GPPs are looking at. And you're right. I don't. But like, who who's saying? Oh my god, this is awesome. I'm curious. I don't know. Uh, super awesome girl ninety nine on fucking website in the comment thread. I don't know. It's just a person. I'm, I'm looking this up. <laughs> Go find it. And so, I dare you in this sea of the internet find the one comment that I found on the one article that I read. Um, but. I bet it's, it came through the Slack, so I bet I can find it. Go for it. Um, what I'm saying is, is that like now the message and the ideas and the tech, all of that stuff has is now hogwash because the incumbents have stalled everything so long, and now they're actually just going to use this Moon Lambo to their own advantage because now Wall Street is so heavily vested in crypto, it's almost funny. And so now they want this long-term moon Lambo on their clock while on the top of it, the icing that they're releasing is a bunch of shit token after shit token after shit token. And people, they, it's, there's so much noise 
that they can't even understand crypto anymore and now that's that's what we're in that's what we're witnessing now for spawn channel i'm still looking yeah i was looking too oh oh cool i like talking to myself so while i'm talking to myself i will continue to talk to myself and i'll say um at this point for me, and this has been a long time, I've been in crypto for a long time now, I don't see any of the original notions of like decentralization, democratization, those can never come true. Because in order in order for those things, who's that? Saroja. Who's that? Saroja. Oh, hey, what's up? In order for those things to come true, um, it involves like people actually thinking and doing the same things. But the, the, the thing about crypto is that you can't ever get people thinking and doing the same things. Because as soon as there is a disagreement, there's either a fork or there's some sort of, there's some sort of inner tribunal and all of a sudden you can't get any movement going in the same direction. Yeah. So, that's so Corey's dogs were barking and my daughter was making noise, wasn't ignoring you. Um so in the process of you talking like that, which I'm gonna I'm gonna comment on, um every article that I find, if I go into the comments, it's always like like all the comments are like, you know something is awful when Facebook starts talking and inter- taking an interest in it. Facebook and crypto, two words that don't go together. I haven't found yeah, I one you. one comment yeah, we all like, need this about is Facebook. great. <laughs> Anyway, keep I, reading. I apologize. I apologize <laughs> for for not believing you, but I still don't believe you. People are going to be so distracted by Facebook they're not even going to get into the meat potatoes of what it really is. They're just going to dismiss it so hard and quick. That's why I'm saying, like, just like be like Toyota and and, and Lexus. Like, just create a different company name that Who has a completely Toyota? different narrative. Did you just say Toyota? Toyota. No, he said Toyota. He said Toyota. Anyway, but you know what I mean. Welcome to the show, Maroja. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you guys? We're doing all right. I'd be doing better if I weren't talking to myself, Maroja. But I appear to be talking to myself. You're not talking to yourself now. We just wanted we had to we had to validate some bullshit you said. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Doing what you just did is the equivalent. You can go on the internet and find whatever you want to find nowadays. It doesn't matter. I wasn't looking for that. I went to I went to all the popular blogs about Global Coin to see what the comments said, and lo and behold, all the comments are like, "This is garbage." What are the URLs that you searched for? Look at the, all the ones in the Slack. I went to every single one in the Slack. Okay, those are crypto-related URLs. Go outside the of the Verge, land of crypto. The Verge is crypto. The Verge articles are very heavily like crypto friendly. They have All been right. for a while. Well, maybe but... I'll go to maybe I'll go to like New York Times or something. Like, is there some some place like that where it was? I'll keep talking. I wish more investigation had, will happen. I wish I had a, a. I would Google everything you said, Corey. I wish. <laughs> what the hell? Anyways, what I'm getting at is that. If, if if Bitcoin, Ether, 
the real winners in crypto can't figure out a way to tronicize themselves like cello says they should be doing this is a waste of time for everyone because the big companies and government entities are going to put so much noise into this into this area that people can't find the signal anymore and they can do that trust me if they can usurp elections with fucking tweets and fake people on facebook then they could definitely make sure that people can't figure out what crypto is really about. And then you get things like Facebook's released cryptocurrency and everybody's like, oh, that's that Bitcoin thing. Well, Facebook could probably do it better than this crazy Satoshi Nakamoto guy. That, that You know what I'm saying? Like there's so much noise that any of the democratization, centralization, all of those things that really mattered, they're, 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 that's done. It's dead and gone. I would disagree with you on that one, Dimitri. I'm glad somebody's listening. Thank you, Hirosha. Blade um, on me. I do agree with this aspect of the noise that the government can drown out cryptocurrencies, but they've done that before with other institutions or movements or something like that. And those the movements they try to drown out are so resilient that they're like cockroaches. They just wait it out to the point to where people see the garbage that whatever the government noise is trying to, to um, propagate, that the cockroach eventually survives and it's the thing that exists and it's not the government noise any longer. It takes, it just takes a really long time. We're disrupting something that's been around for the basic concepts that we understand it currently, like the last couple hundred years with the fiat currency, but really the fundamental economic layer has been around for over a thousand years. It's not, it's not like, the communication system of the telephone or the letter or anything like that. This is something so human and so fundamental that it's, it's going to be very difficult to disrupt. So it's going to take really fundamentally like a century, really. So the, so the situation is that it's something that is so undeniable that people demand it. So the government has to figure out a way to adopt and country and, co and companies have to figure out a way to adopt. Which was the original notion, right? I but don't think it's isn't... demand. I think it's more like attrition. Well, I mean, if well, you... they're using it, that's demand. That's, well, that's... you have to think of more of the social concept. Look at certain social movements, like the civil rights movements or gay rights movements or things like that. Some of those have been around for over a century, a couple centuries. And it took a really long time to the point to where the government had to relent, not necessarily because of demand, but because it was inevitable. There was no way out of it without violence or suppression. So at some point, the governments are going to have to either relent, cooperate, or there's going to be violent action. Unless they can get their cut. I mean, that's one of those situations like... But can they get, they their, get cut, their cut? I don't know. Like, as, so the way I see it in terms of like, say, for instance... Bitcoin becomes ubiquitous. Everyone's using it. <clears throat> how can a how can a government adapt to this in such a way to still make money well, while Bulgaria not really holding, changing Bitcoin? Bulgaria is holding that two hundred yeah. k of Bitcoin that they yeah, have. Like, and, and and it, had it for almost three years. In any in any country, if you open up a business, you're going to have to mm -hmm. deal with the jurisdiction of the business you're running out of. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, we're like the, the like the the boundaries are getting a little less obvious or explicit. But like, if I open up a business, like a brick and mortar store in the, in America, and I and I register in some specific city, then I, I'm under the laws in in 
rules of that specific jurisdiction, of that city. So I pay taxes according to that. And when I report earnings, if that's in Bitcoin, I pay taxes on it. And it's it's, it's pretty much that simple. Like it, that's how a government can take take advantage of it is they just tax it. And if the taxes and regulations are, are kind of go overboard, then it disincentivizes people to actually use it. So the actual technology isn't that's not true, Corey. Isn't the, the technology isn't isn't a problem? It, it can still keep going on, but you 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 add barriers and roadblocks to the people who are trying to use it, depending on the the regulations of where they live. Now, those may be unfair, and eventually, like you're saying, they get they get held up because it's 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 inevitable that the technology wins based on people just trying to use it. But there's going to be a problem along the way, if if governments decide they want to try and make it difficult to use. Which will also block adoption and, and, and kind of stagnate the development process. I, I don't think it will stagnate the development process because it's so dis distributed across globally with all the different global entities out there that it's, it's hard to catch. It's like kind of, kind of trying to catch the wind, if you will. Yeah, but if people are afraid to use it, then they're not going to build on it and improve I, on it. I don't think people are afraid to use it because they don't know what it is. Well, that's... You that's can't be afraid of something story. you don't know what that's it is. That's a whole different story, but like... You, you learn about something because you you use it and it allows you to do something new if businesses aren't creating those new use cases or getting it into the in front of the in front of the people who would like to learn how to use it or make it better because they're afraid of the regulation around it then it's it's, it's stagnated it doesn't become as popular as fast because people who Let would like to learn about it don't get to it Corey were you afraid to download an mp3 file from Napster no, but I'm smart. I know a lot of people who were though. They're like, "Don't do that. You're gonna go. You're gonna go to jail immediately." Yeah, and then what ended up happening? Like when I was, I was in college at the time the Napster was out. What ended up happening was people that were using it were burning the CDs and selling them, and people were like, "Oh, I can make money that way." I know a few people that actually literally through Napster and MySpace background wallpapers paid for college. Oh, I, it's, I made it's so crazy. many mixtapes for chicks. You don't even know. Yeah, it's it's I crazy. Made a lot but, of <laughs> but even now, like even with the streaming services that exist, people are still downloading Game of Thrones because HBO doesn't understand the marketplace. But you know, you still have torrent files. You still have other things. But before business finally figured out how to work into this in that marketplace. People were downloading crazy. They downloaded TV shows. There was Google used to be the spot. Google used to be the spot to get all your uh, movies and stuff through Google Drive. That was like a thing and Xbox Live and all that stuff. Mm. But now everything is, you know, monetized and things of that nature. But I don't think people were fundamentally afraid. Very few people went to prison or jail or any of that. It was more about viruses. Than anything, <laughs> yeah. The, the 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 way in which like the a new technology um, enables people to do nefarious shit is pretty pretty crazy. Like so, Napster and the file sharing uh, days of torrenting things was a great way for people to give like a, a great way for people to introduce viruses to people's computer. Um, whereas beforehand, like that use case wasn't as it was, it was it was difficult. It was more difficult to do so. And then you basically just, just seed a torrent, call it something, and then there you go. It's off. It's off to the works. And so, and that's what we're seeing here with crypto too. Is let's say it's a, it's an interesting way for people to do new types of um, scams. Like ransomware has basically grown drastically because you can hijack someone's computer and then 
off, basically offer them customer support to pay you. I don't know. It, I it's going to be a while. Like, so like what, the interesting part of what you just said is like people built, I would say almost like underground businesses based on these use cases to do things. But that then eventually led to something like Netflix, which is I stopped, I basically stopped pirating anything when I was younger because there was a service that provided me what I wanted for a reasonable price based, based on my eyes. And then that blew up, right? Mm-hmm. You can actually I've have... I've been Googling everything you said in real time. Got any, got any feedback? No, everything I'm still not giving Dana answer. White any money for pay-per-views. Why would he have against Dana White? I mean, I have some issues with Dana White, but why would you not give that man any money? I just I feel like not all cards are created equal, so it shouldn't be a flat rate price. <laughs> well, that's the same thing with movies. I've been saying that for decades. Why am I going to pay for a movie that's, you know, for example, Booksmart's out? Everyone's telling me it's a great comedy. But those people are unknown. That should be like a $5 film versus John Wick with freaking Keanu Reeves killing everybody. That's like that's a $15, $10 movie. Not all movies are equal. Yeah, they have, they have different running times too. I agree. Yeah, they're yeah, don't like go to Endgame them. is three hours. Don't go to like, them. That's what it means. <laughs> <laughs> I who's gonna go see Booksmart in the movie theater? Come on. I would go see Booksmart in the movie theater. Was at my movie theater. Yeah, I, don't even, I would not pay that much money to see a movie like Booksmart. I would only pay that much money to go to the movie theaters nowadays to see something with a production value and time span of something like Endgame or John Wick because yeah. it's too expensive, right? Like. I'm not going to go see like a, a fun comedy and pay $45 on, to do it. Depends on when you go and where you're at. You're right. I mean, I mean yeah. Circumstance. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Corey, you happen to be right about the where you are matters, where you open the business. There's Goddamn county permits, right. state licenses, federal licenses. I was looking for any comments about it being really exciting, <laughs> but I couldn't find any. So, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, well, Okay, so what you're saying is we had to live like the cockroach, Erosia, which is something that I've never, ever said out loud to myself, you know, internally. I never even said that to myself either. I never want to live like a cockroach. Um, but in reality, you're kind of right, because it, Bitcoin and the, these huge notions that are more grandiose than hey, we're launching a cryptocurrency, which is essentially a Chuck E. Cheese token. Um, don't, those ideas don't go away, right? And what do they say? Ideas are more powerful than, I'm sure there's a saying about it. Someone smart said something smart about ideas. So, yeah. Anyways, that's global the quotes. I'm really good at quotes, actually. That's the some this that I hope somebody quotes me on that. Somebody really smart said something smart about ideas, and then quote that put on a T-shirt. Um, what's our next talking point? So we're over Facebook. We're oh, making I had something. Point. Uh, here we are. Um, so I was trolling Reddit. By trolling, mm-hmm. I mean like moving around slowly, not being a troll. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I still, for some reason, subscribe to the r slash r slash Bitcoin and r slash BTC. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. Maybe just because I like drama in my life sometimes. <laughs> Either way, uh, Jameson Lop posted a tweet. Now I don't I don't care about the actual like substance of this or like the views of these two different people. 
it's going to be the like the the idea that I want to talk about. But Jameson Lott posted a tweet on Twitter that says, uh, "Does the whole world really need to know that you paid your phone bill or made a small retail purchase? If not, you're probably better off paying via Lightning or even a more traditional method." And um, the Reddit post is at r slash btc and says. Yet another, please don't actually use Bitcoin slash just use fiat posts from a BTC maximalist. Me, I believe in Bitcoin as digital cash for everyone. Okay, here's here's the content or the context. Uh, like, one, does every single purchase need to be in historical record forever? If not, what do you use or what's a better way to do that? And two, like, like, who's who's right in the scenario? Like, can you do both? Well, doesn't that go back to your argument about the needing a receipt for a donut? I mean, well, it, I, at this point, it's just that. a principle. My stance is obvious. I don't think everything needs to go on the main chain. I but think that it's a slippery slope, Corey, because then what you're always going to what it always is going to whittle down to is who decides what's important. The individual right? decides what's important. Okay, that's good to say, but what about people that are like, what about the nefarious things that are people going to try to slide in uh, transactions that actually need to be recorded, but aren't recorded? Um, and that, you see what I'm saying? It's like a slippery slope. What if, okay, what if the Lightning Network becomes so highly functional you can do $500 transactions uh, like Clockwork, which it's nearly there? Okay, what if I'm a nefarious actor and I'm doing these $500 transactions at a very high volume through the Lightning Network and I'm getting my dirty money through clean money? Like, you see, it's like a slippery slope there. Um, and I think that the BTC community is like, well, let it be up to the blockchain to be this. not like it's it's not it doesn't decide what's good or what's bad it's just everything gets recorded and if there is something that needs to be looked at just go to the blockchain and look at it and now it's going to be more difficult got a, i got a and cool now, story for you that can never happen if you want global adoption period yeah yeah i know but it's i think what will end up happening is the concept of what is dirty money and what is clean money and i think we're getting there with, yeah, but that's. Well, I think we'll get there before the global adoption of Bitcoin. I think you're going to start seeing the concept of money laundering fade away with the fact that if marijuana is legalized, almost going globally being legalized. If they're starting to, for sex workers, they're starting to decriminalize and stuff like that. If certain things that everyone always associated with the concept of money laundering is fading away, why are my transactions at 10,000K? of importance to banks oh, particularly take... when in fact what was that bank that said they had a glitch for 10 years and they weren't really tracking money laundering anyways <laughs> there was a bug oh, i don't know it was about like a that, big but... bank it was like one of the big banks they were like chase fargo like bank of america chase one of them. it was like yeah. something weird like that they said that they had a bug for 10 years in their money laundering system and that's why things were not getting reported that if sounds really that sounds quite sketch it's extremely sketch, yes. But no, like that's a moving uh, but, target. That's not that's not fair. Like if like say say these things become more legal and regularly uh, used, and like, then why are we tracking money? What well, is the purpose? There will of tracking always money? be people. Okay, even across the globe, there will always be people who do shit that's bad in the eyes of okay. someone else. All right. 
or people who make money through non-legal ways that need to then use it in a legal manner. That's money laundering. That that will always be the case. Period. Mm-hmm. But but unless it's like something extreme, and I'm thinking like extreme, like murder for hire or something like that. Why is everyone's money being tracked unless it's for tax purposes? I'd say I'd say that's probably more. And at that point, if it's just for tax purposes, then we're going to just simply tax people by existence and not by their actions. I think we're getting to a point where we're fundamentally looking at what is working and what is not working in our financial systems. And I think we're going to start seeing some of those things go away to where it doesn't is not relevant what is in the blockchain. If you have a donut or cocaine transaction or if you're money laundering, because it's not going to be relevant. So what you're saying is move towards taxation to breathe instead of taxing for your acts because there's no way to figure out what your acts are and what they aren't. Yes. Say, for example, a per person is like 20K a year. I know that's a ridiculous number. I'm just just throwing a number out there for existence. Just made some people throw up on themselves. (laughs) If I had to pay 20,000 a year in taxes, I think I would go underground. Straight and, up, and, but that's like the minimum. Style. That's like saying it's like something small, like two k a year, okay, for existing, just to exist. That's it. It covers everything. The whole planet. Everyone pays two k. How many? How many working adults are there on the planet? I think that's a good amount of money. I think you're onto something. I mean, just something like that bare minimum. If that's that's what it is, and I think we're slowly starting to get towards that. Yeah, where it's not going to be relevant. If I had a donut or cocaine or paid for a hooker or money laundering, it's not going to be relevant if it's in the blockchain because that data has no real significant meaning other than it just exists. Uh, but also, like from a technical standpoint, that can't happen. Like, it, 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 there needs to be a scaling solution. And whenever you move off the blockchain, you're making some type of compromise in terms of trust. For if you use a Lightning Network, yes. For anything. But if I'm using a Lightning Network to buy a donut or something, that's... If- if you move off the blockchain, your trust model changes. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. You can't put everything in the blockchain. So even if you stay on the blockchain, yeah, trust model changes. Right. You can Cord, put a reference scale- to it. You can hook into it, but the actual most of the content, like your, your trust model, changes. The, between those two things, which are truths, you can't put everything in the blockchain. You can maybe hook into it, and so like there's an ultimate level of trust in there somehow, some form. That's what a lot of other things are trying to do. But at the end of the day, if everyone tries to do all financial activities and more, that can't fit into something that everyone agrees upon globally. But it can because what you're settling is the movement of the Bitcoin. No, not what it's attached to the Bitcoin. The, 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 that that settlement, that little, the minimal information in terms of how it gets put into a computer, takes up space. And if you yeah. even if you make it to like I don't know something really small. And then multiply that times trillions, it can't fit into something that everyone can agree upon. Like the, technically, moving the Careful moving the information around the internet on, at that scale isn't going to happen. You. For example, if I were to settle like ten satoshis in the blockchain, and it gets into the blockchain, whatever is associated that is ten satoshis, because the economic value of what it's done is exponential. That exponential part is not relevant. What's relevant is those 10 Satoshis getting moved across the blockchain. I'm telling you that the act of just saying I'm moving 10 Satoshis or 100 Satoshis or a million Satoshis, mm-hmm. just the act of saying you're moving something 
times trillions of other people saying they're moving something can't fit into a blockchain. Yeah, that's that's been the problem for years, and we we it's found the value transfer. People it's, don't like them. It's it's the and, act of doing it. Like the, a transaction is announcing that I'm doing something. If mm -hmm. everyone in the world announces that they're doing something about a bunch of things, that can't fit into a blockchain with the way like Bitcoin Cash wants to do it. You have to have a, a second yeah. layer that says. Basically, but eventually that second layer has to settle in yeah, a blockchain. That's fine. That's fine. And that's what I'm saying. Eventually, what I'm saying is, eventually, when we get to it, to that layer, is that ten satoshis is moving, and whatever, how many layers above it, all that crap above it is not really relevant. It is because yeah, like, if you're operating and all of that crap above it, the trust model that you have and the process of of acting. So, if I'm working in the Lightning Network, my trust model on how that works is different than if I were just interacting directly with the blockchain. Even if it settles down to the blockchain, in the process of me doing it, my trust model changes because it's not the same. And so, and the further you go up from the further you distance yourself from the blockchain, the more your trust model changes. And so, yeah. like. You can you can have things that happen that can't happen at the blockchain layer, but maybe it happens instantly, and stuff like that. And so, like what what we're offering, and in my opinion, and all and all of the stuff is the is the ability to choose where you would like to operate based on how much trust you need and whatever you're doing. And you well, just choose you the appropriate the technology. Swamps for it. is going to change the whole concept of lightning, anyways. Mm, no. Well, everything is. Chains and chains and chains are intertwined. I don't, I don't, I don't think we we can safely say which of those things is going to work or slash take off, mm -hmm. or if we're just using all of them. I imagine we'll be using all of them, but like, it's hard to say at this point. Like, I keep telling people like, blockchain is going to be around in five years. I don't know what it's going to be called. It, it it could it could drastically change in terms of what actually is useful at a global scale that also offers all the same trust assumptions that we want to have in various in various ways. It's all going to be around. I don't know what's going to be called. Bitcoin's still going to be around. There's probably no doubt about that. What it looks it's like may going to be changed. called Bitcoin. Now there's going to be some shit build around it, but it's still going to be called Bitcoin. Yeah. I actually have to run. I got to go pick someone up from the bus station because it's Memorial Day weekend and everyone oh, is coming to my house. <laughs> Oh man, we didn't even get into the meat of what we wanted to talk about. Not really. About Fruit Loops? Oh yeah, we have a we have a quality review coming through. Yeah, Fruit Loops. I'm telling you, these these fast food places are not hiding the fact that they're selling to munchy people any longer. Selling to what? That's the only oh. reason why Fruit Loop mini donuts exist. They're selling to people that be smoking a Chiba now. Oh, <laughs> I knew God. when it was Doritos Locos Tacos, I was like, that's some shit I made in undergrad. Yeah, exactly. Okay. They're that's they're not hiding anymore. <laughs> they're just flagrant. But anyways, uh let's let's uh let's wrap this shit up. Uh what do we do? We do lots of things. Go to the bitcoinpodcast.com and click around. Uh please join the Slack. Um you'll you'll join for the community, but you'll stay for the memes. Uh, slash uh, mini donut Fruit Loops reviews from Hiroja and the Slack. Yep, Fruit Loops reviews. Everyone, uh, maybe once every two years, Miller will post that discussion. Uh, got more like comments and actual discussion around it than most of the things that happen in the Slack. 
Yeah, you bring up Jello's uh, yeah. Korean movie reviews or recommendations. I see sometimes. Yeah, so I, I did all random channel. Yeah. <laughs> For those that didn't know, Jello ran like the most successful uh, Japanese cinema review website. <laughs> from America, yeah. right? And the best one in America. It was a babe uh, magnet. Yep. <laughs> um, what what else we got brewing? Uh, we have a book that we sell on Amazon. Go to the website, you'll see a bucket image on the right. Click it; it'll take you straight to the book listing, and uh, it'll make a good Memorial yeah. Day present for yourself. We need to get better at telling people what we do on the internet because that book is something I don't see anyone in crypto why they wouldn't own it. It's got words from everyone that's important in crypto on their, their view on the description of Bitcoin, Ethereum, blockchain. Go do a book signing and, tour. Yeah, we need to do a book signing tour. We need to all that all that free time we have to go around and travel and do a book signing tour with all that money we're making. Yeah. Well there needs yeah. to be a way for us to accept Bitcoin too. Instead of using Amazon as a funnel. Well, we've got it on. Never mind. We're not going to go into what we're building. But uh, let's. What else do we fucking do? Okay. Medium.com says Bitcoin podcast blog that's out there. Uh, you can catch us on Twitter at the BTC podcast on Instagram at, at the BTC podcast. Um, we all have individual Twitters as well. Um shows on shows on shows if you would like and... to get this show early and by itself things for now go to the patreon become a patron and you'll get the show a few days early in its own rss feed yeah and you give us some sustainable money so we can build out all this stuff and go on book tours yep and uh well that's not a goal in the patreon court maybe we should make it a goal yeah like a like a goal to go on the book tour. Anyways, um, you guys got anything else? I'm going to Baltimore to the bus stop. See you nice. Uh, happy Memorial Day weekend to you guys. Thank we you, do a Roger. podcast, we report the news, and we talk about digital gold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, shout out to Zoe Saldana, Zati Beats, I Seen You Girl, and Carla Lewis. Uh, play...